Um, you are listening to her podcast. Today with me is my husband, Vincent Spano, acting as my co-host. And we will be sharing with y'all, single ladies out there, what it looks like to find your future man. If you are still single, feel exhausted with the waiting game, and really just need a little direction, then this, um, this podcast is for you. We will also be sharing our own stories and really the crazy awesome ways that God um, really does still write modern day love stories. God is in the business of dream giving and dream catching, but the thing is, he wants to be your first love. Until he is, no advice on our part is going to help you find your future husband. Perhaps you will even move on to marry, but without God as your first love, your marriage will fail. Um, sorry, but, but it's true. With that said, I'm going to be doing a little um, Q&A with my husband to help y'all get a guy's perspective on what it looks like to find your soulmate. Because I'm telling you, he is out there. Um, so Vincent, what does it look like to meet the man um, or woman for our guy listeners out there? What does it look like to meet the one that God has for them or, for, you know, in, in our listeners case for you? Where do you start and like, what do you do? Well, if you have the desire to be married, you know, and if you have any desire at all, um, you ask God and he's, he's going to guide you to them. But I can remember wanting it in my heart so badly at first and literally having like a weird grieving feeling in my spirit because I was waiting for so long. Um, you know, I didn't know where to look for or what to do. And I just knew God had a woman for me. I just didn't know exactly. I mean, I just asked my dad, I asked other men who were married, um, and they kind of all gave me the same answer, men who were really close to the Lord. They told me just to, to pray and ask, and I read this verse over and over um, to kind of help me. It was uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And I knew that regardless of what was happening or what I felt, <clears throat> God had a plan to prosper me. I just just like he did for the Israelites who were enslaved by the Babylonians. And at that point, the Israelites were just hoping to be freed. And Jeremiah was basically telling them that, you know, we're going to be enslaved for a little while longer, but things may look bad, but God has a plan no matter how you're feeling or no, how, no matter how it looks. Um, what does it look like for our listener to pray for his or her soulmate because um, I know sometimes it can be it can be hard to to simply find words to express um, such a deep desire to um, to really a being that you can't even see and you wonder if he like even cares about what feels like you know a trivial request um, in light of scripture but like you know to you it feels like such a huge thing so like what does it look like to pray I guess well I mean do yeah. you just simply ask him just like you'd ask you know your dad if if your dad or whoever you know your your mom or anyone you're close to if you were to ask them for something i mean just like jesus says you know he he's gonna god's gonna give it to you and you just have to make sure that you're consistent with your walk and ask him for the person he has planned for you to marry um i believe personally and and reading scripture that God has like a specific plan for everyone's life and has yeah. a, a specific role for them to play. Um, and for so long, I just asked for the person that I wanted at first. 
and I kind of gave a list of the perfect woman who I thought I needed, sort of like a Christmas list of Santa, kind of like, you know, I don't really care what anyone else thinks. This is what, what I want. And this is what I think is going to be awesome. And I waited and waited and nothing happened. And <clears throat> I grew frustrated and wondered if God cared. Um, because yeah. I, I was just waiting for such a long time and there was no progress. I didn't feel anything. And I just kept telling him, you know, I want a woman who's this. I want a woman who's that. Um, I want to do it here. Just kind of show me, you know, what I need to do. And it took a while, but he, he broke me down until I, you know, he just kept breaking me down and brought me down into his plan and, and until I wanted his will and then I started actually asking him, you know, God, who do you want for me? I, I want who you want. I want your plan. I want your decision. And I, I don't want anything else because I'm, I'm just tired of trying to figure this out by myself. At that point, you had gone through like many different relationships, right? Oh, yeah. I'd, <clears throat> I'd gone through. Like trying to do it your own way. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's a lot of mess to get into, but. Yeah, I, we'll get into it after all these <laughs> answers, <or laughs> after the Q&A. <laughs> yeah, just other relationships who. You know, I was looking for women who I thought were were great and ended up not being great. And women who I thought were godly and were not. And, you know, women who just <clears throat> didn't bring me closer to the Lord, which is what you want. You want a spouse who's going to, or a woman who's going to, or who's going to draw you closer to him and you can seek him together. Um, but, you know, after that, I, I asked that, you know, who do you want for me? And then. As little as a few weeks later, I met Madison, which is absolutely not a coincidence. I've been praying for this for years. And two weeks later after I asked, it's like, <laughs> God was just like, all right. <laughs> and, you know, he answered me, but it was only when I surrendered to what he wanted. And before you go through with asking him that and really asking him, you know, who do you want for me? Just make sure that your heart is right. And let him use this desire to draw you closer to him because at this point in my life, before that, I wasn't, you know, really close to God. I didn't have a, I didn't talk to him every day. I didn't, you know, read the Bible every day. I didn't like love people actively every single day. I was kind of like bitter and I just wanted what I wanted um, and it wasn't working. But just make sure that you, you seek him first and because that's his main plan and you know to use this to draw you and the person he has for you to a deeper relationship with him and and another verse just to kind of help um whenever you're praying and asking him is um from james 4 2 3 he says you want what you want what you don't have so you scheme and kill to get it you are jealous of what others have but you can't get it so you fight and wage war to take it away from them Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, what's your motivation? Is it for them to please you, to make you happy? And if you think that this spouse will complete your life, it's not... I mean, in, in, in a way, it definitely makes your life better, but... It's not going to complete your life. It's not going to fulfill your life. It's not going to make it, you know, completion because that's, that's what I wanted and that's what I thought. Um, but it definitely draws you closer to the Lord and it, it definitely is an amazing, If it's the best gift in my life besides salvation is, is Madison. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's, 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 it is amazing. I mean, 
saying that it is it is still amazing um but the main thing is just your motivation um so let's talk about the fears that we hold the reasons that we are fearful in the waiting stage i think the number one fear um looking back that i had um <laughs> i always thought like well um you know well what if this isn't god's will am i going to be left with this intense desire forever um i was really afraid of this um so what like what do you have to say well, you know, for those fears that we hold. I kind of broke it down to like four fears because um, I'm sure there were a lot of other ones that didn't really stick in my mind. But, you know, the first one is like, what if this isn't God's will? Like you said, like, I really want to get married, but what if it doesn't happen? What if God doesn't want me to? Like, what what's going on? And the truth is that God gives you the desires of your heart, you know, according to what he wants in your life. And if you're in sync with praying and spending time with him and getting to know him, you don't have to worry about anything. He's going to change your desire if it's not what's best for you. And if you're close with him and nothing changes and you still desire that, then continue to ask him and, and don't give up because, you know, God really likes, you know, when you continually to ask him, when you really seek his guidance, you know, because it draws you to him and then it draws him to you and, and it, it really helps. And don't be afraid of that because, you know, I was afraid and it was just pointless. It just made it worse. And if he doesn't want you to be married, like I said, then, then he's going to change that in your heart. You're you're going to slowly, you know, not want to be married or, you know, maybe want to, you know, go into the mission field or maybe just be single. Because, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world to be. I know strong Christians who are single and they've done a lot for yeah for God and for other people you can still love people you can still have relationships but you're but if you're in that place you're not going to want to be married like he's not going to like leave you like no. with, with this unmet desire if you're really seeking him um one thing that I've seen played out over and over in my life is the fact that that God more than anything just wants a relationship with us and he wants to be our first um and as long as he holds that title there is nothing God like does not want to give you um, like, like any good father, um, scripture is very clear that if we are persistent enough and have faith, even as small as a mustard seed and believe that God can do it, he will eventually grant like whatever desire you have. Like if you are close to him and like, he's your first, um, scripture even says that you can actually like change God's mind. Um, I'm not really going to like touch like on that one because like, I mean, I think it just, um, if you know, you can read in scripture where, where like, you know, that that's happened, but like, I, I just think it's kind of cool that, like, God, like, cares so much about us that, like, he invites us in to, like, co-write our stories, you know, um, and he cares that much about your desires as long as you have a, a have a deeper desire for him, um, but, okay, so another one, can I miss them? Yeah, absolutely not. The chances are I've come across, like, Madison before I met her a whole lot and it just wasn't time I mean we went to the same gym the same church grew up in the same area it just wasn't his timing yet I mean I even remember in the back of my mind seeing her at the gym at, at, in some instances and I guarantee you that I've walked by her at church and I guarantee you that you know I mean I know that we knew people who knew each other uh, her new, or who knew both of us it's just that god kept us in waiting and it just wasn't that specific time and when you're ready he's going to show you he's going to show you 
you know exactly who that is regardless of what happens you know it could be someone across the world it could be someone like your neighbor it could be someone you grew up with you just didn't see him that way yet it just really depends on how god's gonna work um okay so what about this one can you be too late never god god is like perfect with his timing he's always right on time and he never does anything you know too soon or too late um because the last thing you want is to meet the person that, I mean, this isn't going to happen, but the last thing you want is to meet the person too soon and you're not who you're supposed to be yet or you're yeah. not close to the Lord yet. And then that relationship's going to fail and then you're not going to get married, which is obviously not going to happen. But um, <laughs> I'm just speaking theoretically and you can't be too late. Like, oh my gosh, what if I wait two more weeks and this person moves to <laughs> Idaho or something? Like, and if they did do that, then you'd somehow make it to Idaho. I, I, I believe that God has that person and he's going to to bring you to them no matter what happens. So it's, it's really just a matter of waiting and looking back um, after meeting Madison, I completely understand because I was not at a, at a spot that I could have met her and, you know, desired to be married. I mean, or not that I wasn't, that I didn't desire to be married. I just didn't understand what marriage meant. And I, and I still didn't at that point that then how I do now, I understand a lot more, but I just wasn't ready in my spirit, you know, close enough to God. And I, and like, was, as he shares, like kind of like how it used to be, like when he says like he doesn't, he wasn't ready. Like he really wasn't ready. And I would not have been attracted to him if like, you know what I mean? Like, like physically, you would have been attracted. physically. Yeah. I guess <laughs> you're pretty sexy, but like, <laughs> I guess I can't, he just made a hush face at me. <laughs> I guess I can't say that, but, um, but I don't know. So like, but yeah, like it definitely like worked out like with perfect timing because like, um, you know, we were both at the place where we were spiritually, emotionally, physically like prepared for, um, you know, for to meet each other. Um, uh, but it took time. So, and it took a lot of mistakes and mess ups and, um, taking like a few wrong exits and we had to make a few U-turns and, um, but, but God was faithful. So um, the next question, what if they are, and this is like something I was like, oh my gosh, terrified of, what if they're ugly or God calls me to marry someone that I don't like? Um, I remember like when I was praying for my future husband, I was like so afraid that he was like, that, that God was going to ask me to marry someone that I was not attracted to. Um, I have no idea like why this was such a huge fear for me, but I, I honestly was like terrified of this. Um, I dated a few guys and, and really like passed them over and I'm like, okay, like, am I just being too picky? Like, what's the deal? Because like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I guess I really am picky, but it just goes to show like how perfect, like how perfectly like God's plan ends up like being better than mine because like my husband like is like absolutely like one 100 percent like perfect for me but um but yeah so vincent like what if they're ugly or i don't like them um well first of all this is like the funniest fear that i had as well looking back like i don't even know why i thought it it's like saying well you know well it's for instance you're buying a car this i know this says you don't purchase a wipe obviously this is like this is complete like <laughs> I'm just using it as like a, you know, a, a metaphor or whatever that's called. But um, <laughs> like if, if you're going to like buy a car, you're going to buy one that you like. Um, or if you're going to get anything, if you're going to, you know, make a decision, you're going to make the decision that you prefer. 
you're not going to make a decision that's what you don't prefer for the most for most for most of uh, the decisions you make and um you know that's impossible i mean do you think you'd even want to marry them and remember that it's a choice to be married it's not you know it's not a requirement you know you're requesting a spouse from god and he's not going to give you someone you think is is like ugly <laughs> or, or boring um so what do you look for when you are waiting um absolutely nothing um don't look don't you know don't search just wait when i was waiting i remember being so anxious about it you know i would look everywhere and think like is she the one will i meet her today um i drove myself crazy with worry just like honestly looking everywhere like going to church being like is that her is that her um you know always being on the alert and you know it's it's really important just to wait and be patient to continue to pray and he's going to show you who that is when it's time you know trust me you don't want to waste time worrying about something out of your control um i mean you could control it and you could marry someone that he doesn't have for you you could push and create problems but i would not suggest that at all because i tried that and it was not good yeah i did too and it turned out terrible <laughs> yeah you, you end up being giving yourself emotionally to people who yeah god didn't intend for you to have and, and and you will learn lessons from that like i did but they're hard lessons that you could learn without going through that hardship. yeah and it damages you emotionally and spiritually um in ways that um really affect your marriage in the long run um, whenever you give yourself to, to a person prematurely. That's why, like, the Bible says, like, do not arouse or awaken love before it so desires. Like, because, like, it, it really does damage you and it damages your future relationships. Um, but anyways, I, one little point I want to make is that, you know, while you don't want to look for that person, um, you you do want to put yourselves in situations where, or in, in, in environments um, where you're going to meet um, the type of person that you're trying to attract. I mean, that's just, like, obvious. Um, so, like, getting involved in, like, church groups or, um, life groups or, um, just, you know, being, like, putting yourself in situations where you're around other Christian men, um, is, like, a great idea. But what's, what can be bad about that is you trying to make something work before God wants to bring that into your life. So you want to put yourself in situations and and, and like that, but um, but don't push before God prompts you. Um. So the last or one of the last questions. Um. What do you do when you meet them, and how do you know it's them? Um. You'll know. Um. I mean, God's going to give you peace as you continue to pray and ask. I mean, once you meet the person, if you think it's them, don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking God. I mean, you're going to continue to need God in your life. Um for the entirety of your life to make every decision and every little thing. Um, but you know, there's going to be no red flags, no hangups, no worries. If it's the one he, you know, he has for you, you'll both have complete peace. You're, you're obviously going to talk, um, to this boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever it is, um, whether or not they feel the same way. And, uh, if you don't, don't even think about being with or marrying that person. The last thing you want is to waste your time. And, create more problems like we talked about and if you believe in your spirit that you have uh confirm it with god and continue and trust and wait until you have that complete peace and if you have any doubt at all do not do it any red flag any problem and you know there no one's perfect but if um 
there are problems that make you feel uneasy in your spirit, then that's a red flag. Um, but if, if, if they're having, you know, if they have some sort of like psychological problem or if it's something physical and, and, you know, you care for them and you feel sad for them, but you still have peace in your spirit, you know, that's something you can overcome in marriage and you can even help them get through by praying with them. Yeah. Um, like when, when Vincent and I first, um, I think what he's touching on is when Vincent and I first started dating, um, I had like really deep depression, like based on like, which rooted from like my past. Um, and he like really like helped, like helped me overcome that, um, throughout our marriage. And it really, it didn't end until our third year of marriage. So that was really hard for him to like, you know, um, stand by me through that. Not that it was hard for me to stand by me, but it was, it was, I know it was challenging for him because I was like, I was just, it was a really, really bad, like state of depression I was in. So that, 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 I think that's what he was touching on. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a lot and I remember, you know, like holding her when she was crying and not once in my head did I think like, I can't do this. Like, this is not who I want to be with. It almost gave me a, a even further peace in my spirit because I felt the Lord telling me that you need to, you need to help her. You you need to show her love. You need to be me to her. You need to allow me to work through you to heal her spiritually. You need to give her wisdom, give her guidance, give her direction. And I felt him, you know, using me, using and working through me to help her. And I. I wanted to rescue her from the life in the past that she had, um, all of which was not her fault at all. Just to mention, it was it was all her family. It was a lot of it was none of it was self inflicted. It was all it was all outward. But I just felt like God was calling me um, to help her and rescue her from that past that she'd had and the depression she was going through. And that's what I mean by um, something that may seem bad to somebody else, but you have peace in your spirit and God has kind of called you to work through that yeah um so now when it's time for uh, we're gonna tell you our like story um Vincent do you want to start because I kind of want to like you're you're better at like telling it than I am yeah well I already talked to you about I already told you guys about how I prayed for a long time um and waited for a long time and then you know the two weeks go by that I talked about after I talked after I, I had that little like one-on-one -on -one with God and I told him I really wanted to have to get who or to marry who he had for me. And, you know, we were, I was going to a, um, a meeting for a, a, like a church group thing. We were starting a, a college, um, uh, what's that called? College ministry, basically yeah. kind of like a middle school youth group sort of thing, but college students. And, um, it was actually at Panera Bread. I can remember everything she was wearing. I can remember like everyone who was there. And I sat down. I was the first one to get there. And I saw her walk in and, and sit across from me. Can and I it, interject for a minute? Yeah. It was funny because like I had, I had four girlfriends that we were all starting up this college ministry together. And um, a few of them actually like had a huge crush on Vincent. And I knew nothing about him. Like I didn't know him from like, like I just didn't know him. Anyways. Um, and so my girlfriends, I told them I was going to meet with him to see if he would help us start up this college ministry. And, um, one of the other guys, like, um, pastors from our church was coming with me to kind of like meet him too. 
And um, they kind of like just like shoved their way in and like they actually like got there 30 minutes before me and like it turns out like they all had a crush on him and they were trying to like, I guess like start like sparks or something. <laughs> and it actually like, it was like really funny because um, it started a little thing for a minute and I had to like back away and I stopped talking to Vincent. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I saw her, I saw when Madison walked in, in, in the store, she sat down across from me and immediately when I saw her, it was like a feeling in my spirit. And, you know, I knew the second she sat down and the second I looked at her that, that it sounds weird, but I knew I was going to marry her and I felt an overwhelming like peace in my spirit and almost like it was like an answered prayer that had not come to fruition yet I just knew it was going to happen and you know after they left she asked me to go with them and to Starbucks was it Starbucks no it <laughs> yeah was, it, it was, was Starbucks and then we and went then to Publix, Publix. <laughs> and I remember being like trying to play it off like yeah, I'll go I've got a lot of plans you know but I'll go and in my head I was like yeah how do I not how do I not look excited but so I went with them and I remember just trying to follow her around and and talk to her and, and um little did she know that I was going to marry her and she didn't even know who I was but you know that long story short but um and you know we got to know each other more and more um we can you know continue to seek God we did Bible studies together and um I think it was I was so confident in my spirit that she was the one that he had you know handpicked for me the one that he had planned for me to marry that it was like two weeks in and I and I I told her that you know you're the one yeah. <laughs> that got asked for me and honestly going in thinking back of like well that's crazy like don't yeah any anyone outside of this would have been like are you like stupid like yeah. she's gonna but what's freak funny, out what's funny is that um you know we were both praying like we had we, we were very very close to god like we were not seeking our own will um but we knew that what god's will was for us was was ultimately like you know he wanted he wanted us to be happy you know but but we wanted god's version of that not ours um so with that said um i <laughs> i just remember um like just nobody I, w I was so sure that people were gonna be like okay whoa like you need to like you need to slow down because I, I believe God speaks through other believers too and not one person you know we both have very large families we both have we, we have I mean our, our wedding was huge we have a lot of friends and not one person in our church or our friend group or our family had said like whoa like I think you're making a mistake like everybody was like very like, um, confident that, like, we were making a wise decision, which really to us, like, just confirmed that God was in it all, even though we already knew he was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think you're skipping ahead a little bit. Okay, I, <laughs> sorry. Because I, that, this was just at the point where I told her that I, um, you know, I think that you're the one, you know, God has for me. I wasn't asking her to marry me yet, but, like, I think, like, two days later, I, um, I bought a ring and we were, you know, in my room and it was, it was a hard time because it was, it was, she, she was having, you know, she was depressed and she was sad and something had happened. I don't remember exactly what it was, yeah, I don't remember. but it's kind of corny, but <laughs> I mean, it's nothing special. I didn't shoot off fireworks, but, <laughs> but I took the ring out and I, and I said, um, I want, 
I want to give you this now while we're struggling or while you're struggling because I want you to know that I'm always going to be here for you. It doesn't matter if you're depressed for the rest of your life. I mean, I'm sure she, she no one wants to be depressed for the rest of her life, but whatever she was going through, I was going to be there for her. And I'm going to do this right now just to show you that I'm in it for anything that I, I, I want yeah. this to be a marriage where we're together, we're close to God. And I know it's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be, you know, happy, but it's important to, to know that. And of, of course she said, yes, cause we're married, but, um, we actually got married. What was it? We, we met, we met, after. we met in September. We got engaged in October. And we got married in December. December December 4th, 3rd. 3rd. Oh my gosh. December 3rd. Um, But it it was so fast that we got married because, you know, we we just knew that we were supposed to be together. We knew that God had brought us together. We knew that in my head, you know, I, I didn't have my own house. I didn't have a degree. Um, you know, she worked at, um, where did I, you work I think again? I nannied. Yeah, she nannied. And I was in school. She nannied and, I mean, we had ways to provide for ourselves, but we weren't like luxurious and, yeah. you know, we didn't make like 40, 60, even But 40. God made it work. But, but he made it work and my idea behind this was that like, we're going to go through hard points in our marriage, regardless of how much money we have yeah. and where we're living and what's going to happen. So... We need to do it like, I just want to do it right now because why wait? Because like I was so tempted to be honest with you guys, you know, sexually. Um, I hope you guys are all over 18, but <laughs> it, it, I was really tempted, honestly. She was tempted as well. And I just knew that we needed to get married right away because I don't want to live like this. I don't want to, you know, be really tempted all the time. And so we got married in December and it's been, you know amazing ever since like we're it's crazy what what's happening i mean i've i'm in the middle of school right now and we're moving up to tallahassee to buy a house and um she's finished a book and doing all this art yeah. and, and everything it's just crazy and i know god's gonna do a lot you know through us but yeah it's exciting yeah i'm, I'm sure i forgot some stuff here or there yeah, but i, I want to just interject good. and share from my point of view um so i was actually like raised in an atheist household um, and I was the first one to really, like, seek a seek after a relationship with God. And um, I got saved when I was seven. And um, my, my childhood was full of abuse and chaos. And um, honestly, it was just really hard for me growing up. Um, and I knew that I didn't want um, to be alone. I wanted to get married. And I would fantasize, like, as, like, a little person. <laughs> um, but I really was, like, afraid of what marriage held. Um, just because of what I had, like, seen played out in, like, my family. Like, my mom's, like, she's she was divorced multiple times due to, like, abuse. Um, and I was really afraid of, like, of what I'd always seen, like, that my version of marriage, you know. Um, but I really, um, I really began praying hard. And from a young age, I would take notes on, like, successfully happily like married people and like how they like were like I remember like from like the age of seven like really like taking mental notes and like watching and 
Um, and the key I always saw was that the ones who maintained a sex, a successful life, not just like in marriage, but in life in all aspects, were those who really sought the Lord first and foremost. And um, so this is this is what I set out to do. I really just wanted my life to turn out different from what I'd always always experienced growing up. Um, I would pray like every day for God to send me people and resources to change my life and to change me to become the person my future husband needed me to be. Um, this attitude of consistent prayer and humility before God um, and willingness to change was the key to me finding the right, the man that God had for me and not repeating my um, family background, um, not marrying into an abusive situation, not um, just repeating the legacy that had been passed on for generations and generations of alcoholism and, and, and abuse and um substance abuse and um just just chaos really um so I just wanted to like speak that into you know your life if if you see it like like what I did like I almost thought it was impossible for me to marry a good guy because of I didn't even know what that looked like you know um but I just want to encourage you that like you can break you can break the mold um you are not your gen you are not your family like you are not um what has happened before you what has happened to you um, you can you can choose to rise up and to seek God and to let him create a new legacy in and through you. And that is what he has done through me. Um, and it's it's amazing because um, I think almost every guy in my family has been in has been to prison. Um, you know, um, I was like sexually abused when I by my grandfather growing up. Um, and, um, my, both my father figures were just not, like, good father figures. Um, and my stepdad, like I said, was, um, an alcoholic. Um, and he, he too was abusive. But, um, I just say that to help you see that, um, I have completely changed my life. Like, God has completely changed my life. Um, and Vincent really is, like, the answer to my like, I think I prayed for him like two billion times. Um, and just, I can't express to you, like, he saved me from where I was. Moreover, God saved me, but you know, I, I really believe that he uses people. Um, and I have, I really never understood God's, the, God, the love that God had for me until he really started loving me through my husband in the real and tangible places that I needed to feel it. Um, so that is, that's kind of all I wanted to share for this episode. Do you want to, do you want to end with anything? Uh, I don't think so. I think we pretty much. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, um, I will, we will see y'all next week and thank you so much for listening in. Bye.